Hey, everybody. Josh Wiggler here, and I am very excited to present to you the first episode of our new podcast series all about Stranger Things here on Post Show Recaps. It's the summer of strange here on Post Show Recaps, with Mike Bloom and I plummeting into the upside down all through the month of July. We'll tell you a whole lot more about what we have up our sleeves in the podcast ahead. But first, I want to tell you a whole lot more about one of our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. And it's one that's as near and dear to my heart as all the Stranger Things nostalgia is to you 80s kids. It's Haagen-Dazs, my all-time favorite ice cream, and it's not even close. Haagen-Dazs knows your best moments are made even better with a side of their most extraordinary ice cream. That's why this summer you can treat yourself to any one of the nine flavors of their Trio Crispy Layers collection. With 15 layers of decadence, you can indulge like never before. Now, what does Trio Crispy Layers even mean? I'm glad you asked. It means a harmonious blend of different textures straight out of the carton and into your mouth. Crispy, crunchy, ice creamy, smooth, bite after bite and 15 extraordinary layers. We're a long way away from my childhood when I was going to the local Haagen-Dazs with my brother and my dad after the movies on Long Island. There was a store right across the street. I'd fill myself up with so much chocolate ice cream, as much as my stomach could handle, and it turned out it could handle quite a lot. Now we're talking about something with even more taste appeal, as there are tons of different options with the Trio Crispy Layers collection. What kind of flavors? How about salted caramel chocolate? With lightly salted caramel ice cream and chocolate ice cream stacked between crisp Belgian chocolate. There's also a triple chocolate flavor, which includes white chocolate ice cream, as well as a non-dairy dark chocolate crunchy peanut butter flavor as well. Getting the chance to sit down and plow through Stranger Things Season 3 with an episode-by-episode podcast series is clearly enough of a treat on its own, but it's going to be even sweeter, even better, with those extraordinary Trio Crispy layers from Haagen-Dazs at your side. So when you're ready, when you're hungry, when you are ready to dive into some ice cream, go to Haagen-Dazs.com to discover more and pick up Haagen-Dazs Trio Crispy Layers at a store near you. Unfortunately, I do believe it's unavailable at Scoops Ahoy at the Hawkins, Indiana Starcourt Mall, but hear that the mall has bigger problems already. Stranger problems, even. We'll talk about that more in just a bit. On with the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Josh Wiggler here with uh, the start of something new, something special, something strange here on Post Show Recaps as we are launching our Stranger Things coverage. Uh, Very excited to plunge into the upside down and get into the demogorgon of it all with a man here who um, I don't know if he's got any superpowers, but I'm sure is prone to the occasional nosebleed or two. Uh, my co-host here on the new Stranger Things podcast on Posture Recaps, Mike Bloom. Mike, you need a tissue? It's it's a little leaky. It's is that a little leaky. Is that a crack at how big my nose is, Josh? Is this how we're getting our partnership off to a start here? It wasn't, but if you if you took it that way, then that is uh, that is not how I intended well, it. Josh, friends don't lie, so I know you're a true friend. So I, that's, you pass I, the test. I would I would never lie to you, and that is definitely not a lie. I was a little. But is it? I was intrigued by you started with. Uh, this might be the start of something new. I thought this was a High School Musical podcast. <laughs> what? I know some of these characters are in high school it's so i true. prepared for that it's true well we can we can get into our musical number uh a little bit later in the season i think no singing at the start we don't want to alienate the audience right away uh but mike here we are we're doing a stranger things podcast how about this this was unexpected this was a, a surprise for people i think yeah so you had uh, covered the season sort of in bulk with antonio mazzaro over the past couple of years last season i did it sort of more piecemeal with jay and jack on the jay and jack network so you sort of did the more macro i did the micro and now we're sort of uh we're, co- we're coming together you know we're, we're bridging we were the characters that were separated for most of the season and then like every stranger Things season they come together for the last two episodes to work together on one big project yeah so this is the big project that we're working on we are doing a stranger things podcast which as mike has said we've done a little bit of stranger things stuff here on post show recaps in the past uh we've just done the occasional one-off i think maybe only the one one-off mm. um but we're gonna do a full season of coverage here uh it's the summer why not? This is a summer show this year. Typically, Stranger Things comes out in the fall, uh, or at least uh, it, last season. I think season two came out in the fall. It's set in the fall. Season one was a, a summer release, I believe, actually, if I'm, if I'm thinking back on it. 
Uh, I think that it, it did land in July of, I want to say, 2016? 2016. Yes, got it. Okay, cool. Great, 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 great. Uh, but here it is in July 2019, returning for its third season of eight episodes. These Netflix shows, they all drop at once. They can be a little challenging to figure out exactly how to cover as a podcaster because you are inclined to watch the entire thing in one chunk. Uh, but it is harder to podcast in that capacity for any length of time. Uh, so Mike and I, we're, we're going to do this episodically, though. Yeah. Uh, inclined or in Mayor Klein? In where Mayor Klein is yet to be revealed, but he shall be revealed. I was really hopeful that it was Mayor Kevin Klein. I hope his first name is Kevin. Because I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a Klein stan. So I'm just hoping that, you know, with all... Any Klein or just a Kevin Klein stan? I mean, I'm a huge Kevin Klein stan. Yeah, I mean, the Kevin man Klein is just guy. brilliant in everything. So, I mean, maybe the Duffer Brothers have made so many homages to 80s pastiche films yeah. that, you know, the 80s was a big... It was the Kleinessance, maybe... Maybe they'll make reference to that and call him Kevin Klein. I'm not entirely sure. They, they, I would say maybe they won't be that blunt, but they have been pretty blunt sometimes with these things. Mayor Klein is on his way, as is our full scale Stranger Things podcast. This is just a preview show. This is just introductory. We are we are laying track uh, for where we are going to be going through the rest of our coverage of this season. Just to give you guys some information we're going to give you specifics we're going to give you we're going to give you some dates we're going to give you a schedule uh which is a, a frightening thing to do because of course something will go wrong somewhere along the way but we have aspirations we have plans uh we will tell you those aspirations aspirations and plans uh this is what we are we are aiming for so we're doing a podcast for every episode uh we are typically aiming to post those on mondays wednesdays and fridays so it's going to be three episodes a week uh it will be a little different at the start of the season. So obviously there's this preview podcast. You're listening to it right now. Uh, the first episode of the proper season three, we will release that podcast on release day, July 4th, 4th of July, a very festive independence day. Nothing says patriotism and Americanism more than staying inside and watching TV. All and, you know, day. the Demogorgon, very relevant. Uh, so episode one, uh, we will be doing that podcast. We will be releasing it on the same day that the entirety of season three is released. We will have our second episode. Our episode two recap will be up the very next day, July 5th. So you will have a couple of podcasts to tide you over going in to that long holiday weekend. I'm sure many of you will just plow right through Stranger Things before we come back the following week. Chow on them like a bunch of hot dogs. Yes, you will just be uh, grilling it up and, and eating it and having the best time and we will be chugging along very, very slowly as we have episodes 3, 4, and 5 posting our podcasts the week after the season drops on Netflix. So the schedule on that will be episode 3 on July 8th. Episode four on July 10, episode five on July 12. And then the following week, we will finish up the season. Episode six, July 15th, episode seven, July 17th, and episode eight, July 19th. Now, Mike, you and I, uh, we are recording this in person, which yes. is very exciting. Yeah. Uh, we are, we are physically across from each other right now, but we are, we are recording this from the upside down. Where, mm-hmm. where reception is not great. It's not great. You know, you could try to tune into the radio, but as we learned from season one, that's a little touch and go unless you want to pull a Joyce Byers and put yourself in debt by paying for all those phones. We don't want to fry your electronic equipment. So that being said, if you have any thoughts about the season as you watch along, it probably won't get to us right. as we're recording these episodes. Not as we're recording the episodes. We, we, are, we are going to be a little bit cut off from communication in the feedback department during the release of the season. So we're going to have a great finale planned, uh, a big feedback show at the end of our coverage. We will have... Uh, all of the feedback that you guys send in along the way, any errors we have made, which the, I'm the many sure errors, there yeah. will be so many errors that we are going to be making along the way here during our coverage of the show. We will make those corrections. We will issue corrections at the feedback show once we get to that moment and a release date on when we will have the feedback show up. I believe we are we are eyeballing July 24th and that will be the end of our Stranger Things coverage. So a lot of Stranger Things going on in the month of July. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be riding alongside you and hopefully you'll be listening along and either you will be watching an episode and waiting for the podcast and we'll all be on the same page or you will binge the entire season three and laugh at how horribly wrong 
we get all of our predictions because I'm Which, sure. I mean, listen, if you listen to the RJP BNB, I've essentially built a podcast career out of that at yes. this point. So like, I'm more than ready to be wrong. Cause that's the other thing as well is that Josh and I are recording. We're watching an episode and then we're recording our thoughts. So this is not like your game of Thrones watch along where there's a spoiler right. section and a spoiler section. This is pure unfiltered. What are our thoughts in the moment? And we are staring blind into the void of whatever episodes are to come. It's a little frightening. That always scares me a little bit. Uh, but but here we are. We're going to do it that way. We are going to be watching and then just getting our, our we're sponging our thoughts out into a podcast and you're going to hear them and, and you're going to drink them and, you, and you're going to like it. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. All of that being said, we do want your feedback for that feedback show. So you can send it to us along the way, uh, either in bulk. If it's going to be, you know, uh, if either way, just in, in the subject line, if you're sending us an email, it'd be great if you could just tell us which episode you're talking about uh, so that we can be careful on our own and about spoilers as we're reading your feedback. Come in postshowrecaps.com slash feedback is our feedback form. So just say what episode title uh, you are you are referring yeah, don't to. Don't put like. Oh, Reed, Dustin is a demodog. Yeah, which would be wild if that happens. But I get, again, like with the he 80s got, references, he got, like he, he got <laughs> sneezed on. That's true. He did get sneezed on in season two. We're going to talk about that. So make sure that just like the email subject lines are spoiler friendly would be greatly appreciated on our end. You can also tweet at us. You can tweet your feedback mm-hmm. to us, either the Post Show Recaps Twitter account, which is at Post Show Recaps, or you can tweet to Mike or myself. I'm at Rand Howard. Mike is at a Mike Bloom type. Mm-hmm. What is a Mike Bloom type? God only knows. <laughs> at this point, I'm still trying to figure it out. Still trying to crack the code. Uh, of course, if you don't want to miss an episode of this podcast, please subscribe. Postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes. Uh, or if you don't like to listen to podcasts on iTunes, wherever you subscribe. Well, iTunes, I think, is uh, going the way of like a barb, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so we'll figure out what the what the right way to do that is in the in the future. Uh, we'll we'll come up with a we'll come up with a better link, perhaps. But hopefully it works right now. Either way, however, you're subscribing to your podcast. Post show recaps is the place to subscribe. We just have the main post show recaps feed for this. We don't have any Stranger Things specific feeds set up just yet. We can look into that, mm-hmm. uh, see if we can get something like that set up. If that does exist, I would I would assume postshowrecaps.com slash stranger things. If by the time you are listening to this, that is available. Uh, so keep an ear out uh, for all of our podcasts by subscribing that way. The main feed is great because you would not only get your Stranger Things, you'll get the occasional Fear of the Walking Dead check-in as well. Jessica Lee and I are doing sporadic check-ins on what is going on in the world of the zombie apocalypse. Big Little Lies Season 2 still trucking. Emily Fox and I are covering that show on HBO. Got a couple other things coming up later this summer, Mike. Something in the hopper, if so, you will. Something in the hopper, uh, if if you will. Something, some, some things that I'm excited about. So uh, really exciting times here on Pusher Recaps right now. So that's a lot of business right up front uh, before getting into the, the, the heart of the matter. Yeah, which let's, is, let's pull a billy here. Let's do business in the front, party in the back. Oh, yeah. Party in the back. All right. So we're in, we're in, we're in definitely in the party mode of the mullet now. We're like in the, in the back half of the mullet here of this preview podcast. Mike Bloom, we're talking about Stranger Things, and I assume that most people who are listening to this podcast either they already know about stranger things or maybe they're just excited to see a new podcast pop up in our in their feed or they see that you and i are doing a podcast together and they're like oh i want to hear what those two idiots have to say <laughs> uh which is entirely possible that's how i get most of my engagement on my podcast Same. Like, what is this dumb what is this really <laughs> dumb person have to say about this subject uh so for those people the people who uh who who don't know what a stranger things is as i like to say what is stranger things mike Stranger Things is a sci-fi horror Netflix series that is a send-up of all things 80s supernatural. Uh, There's been a lot of comparisons to things like It, uh, Stand By Me. I would say if you want a a pop culture taste, just a nice microcosm of what Stranger Things is, watch the Halloween movie Monster Squad. I feel like that's a good combination of science fiction with like really mouthy kids uh so so essentially the action focuses on a little town of hawkins indiana and mainly the for lack of a better term stranger things that happen there and essentially it functions around you know the actions behind three different age groups there's a group of kids who are growing increasingly older that are all friends together there are the teenagers who are siblings to those kids it's little freaks and geeks in that way. Yeah. And then we also have the adults as well. And often action is divided between those three storylines. But 
Without- Some of the sweet sauce of the show, though, is when when they mix together. Yes. You so, know, when, so- when you get a little bit of your, your cherry Coke in my orange soda, you know, it's, exactly. it's always fun like it's that. It's very much the orange vanilla Coke, right? yes. like the last two episodes of every season. Are you a soda mixer? I, I, you know what? I didn't until one of the times I went to Burger King in my teenage years, uh, I saw there were guidelines yeah. on the soda machine that's like, here's how you make. I remember one was called Black Gold. Wow. Three quarters Coca Cola, one quarter Dr. Pepper. Ooh. I've, I've sworn by it ever since. Wow. Black Gold. Yeah. Texas tea. Who knew? Yeah. So without getting into too, too much, that's essentially what the action revolves around. It's very spooky dooky. A little, I mean, it's, it's a little horror film, but it's very much like in the, if you're looking for sort of silos of sci-fi, it's much more in the realm of monsters than it is like aliens and robots. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like the, the monsters, there, there's definitely some aliens influences. I mean, I yeah. think that this is a show that, that wears its influences very much on its sleeve for better and sometimes for worse, I think. Uh, you know, it is, it is a send up of so much from the 1980s, not only set in the 1980s, but from the Duffer brothers who are the, the siblings who are the creators of the show and alongside executive producer Sean Levy. Uh, they are the creative team behind Stranger Things. They've talked very openly in the past about what has inspired them in creating this show. Aliens itself, the movie Aliens was a huge touch point. Uh, in the second season, I haven't seen much about what they've said is like the, the big touch point for season three. So they said that and this will sort of influence maybe some of my predictions that I'll give later on. They said that this third season in particular, the usual the big talk I've heard is that it's a lot darker. OK. And they've specifically referenced the works of John Carpenter. Please don't be like the lighting. <laughs> yeah. I'm it's triggered. All take place over the course of one night. No, no, please. It's like it's going to be a one big radio play. We got so close. Radio play. There's going to be so much foley going on. Oh my god! As long as it's not of the Dan variety, then I will be good <laughs> on on the foley. Uh, but they they do wear their influences on their sleeves, and uh, you know, th- there's a lot of like spot the reference going yeah. on here. I'm sure we'll we'll do our best to track. Uh, as much of that as we can. Neither Mike nor myself are uh, 80s kids. I mean, technically we are. Like, yeah. I was born in, in four months before the decade expired. So I mean, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was, you know, four or five years old. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if that really counts. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've got some connection. I'm sure that there's going to be like the occasional shout out to a movie that is very near and dear to my heart. But I don't have that lived in experience. Right, exactly. Like, you're not, we're not going to have like Mon Chi Chi stories. You so, know? you know, there's, you know, I didn't grow up seeing a lot of people uh, with mullets like, uh, Dacre Montgomery's, uh, you know, Billy Hargrove. So uh, I, I, they aren't prevalent in Long Island. Not, not hugely so. Not hugely so. My mom like kind of mulletish at at a certain point mm-hmm. in time. Wasn't Dee Dee? It wasn't your best look. <laughs> if I'm being, if I'm being honest, and if you're listening, uh, it was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, but not too many mullets in in my time. So we'll we'll pick up on those references where we can. We'll talk about that stuff where we can. Uh, that that especially will be great for the feedback show when we yeah. get to the end of the season. We will want to hear because uh, what sure you guys picked up on. There'll be plenty of blinking. You missed it, and Lord knows we're going to be doing plenty of blinking as we watch these episodes. So. Yeah, and I mean we're also we're we're aiming to record these you know pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. we're, you know we're we're going to be sitting down. We're going to start watching the show, and we're going to just like get back on the mic, and we're going to be trying to to really plow through these at a at a fairly nice clip so i'm sure we're gonna miss stuff so again please a forgive us and b let us know what we miss we want to talk about that stuff in the feedback show but it is so it's set in in hawkins indiana which mm-hmm. in my mind i always sing to the tune of gary, gary indiana, indiana. Oh, of course uh, what is the venn diagram of people who will appreciate that music man reference is it just you and me i think it's the people in the room it's right the now people in the room right now it's you me and the cardboard jeff probes cut out that we have in the yeah, corner unless we do the... like he's a demo dog he's yeah. a what he's, he's a, a what? what oh my god with the piccolo yeah so i don't think that anyone is really appreciating that but if you are thumbs up to you uh but set in hawkins indiana some of the characters that we are meeting in stranger things if you are new to this and you are just playing along and you're just catching up and you don't want to watch seasons one and two, Which first of all, why? I would say, yeah, why? why? I would say why. There, but, there are 17 yeah. episodes total. It's easy. It's easy watching. The first season's eight. Second season's nine. Yeah, we went believe, back, we're going back to eight for this one. Yeah, I believe season three is eight. That first season especially is a real uh, fun time. It's it's. I mean, I would throw around the term beautiful pretty liberally because like it's a perfect mixture of comedy, supernatural scares. There's a lot of great drama in there. I'll admit in the season one finale, I cried a couple times. Can't yeah. say the same thing about season two, but definitely season one did such a great job of creating sort of a, 
an entirely wrapped up story that had so many great elements of the 80s while simultaneously sort of incorporating elements from modern horror franchises. That yeah. it, it's really a great mixture of everything to do with the, with the genre. Yeah, so it's it's really great. It's a really easy watch. Uh, that first season will go down very quickly. I think season two is where the show starts to kind of like fold in on itself a little bit. It starts to get like really into its own mythology. And I yeah. think even especially after season one, season one does end in such a way where there was some confusion initially, at least, about like, well, so is that the end or is there going to be more? I think it ends like kind of like in a little bit of an open ended way that gives mm-hmm. you a cliffhanger heading into season two. But it does in its own way. If it had ended there, it would have felt like an ending. So I think that there there had been some questions about should the show continue? The show was obviously going to continue and it did continue into a second season. I think that there is some debate. And I think that it's something we'll talk about probably here on the podcast of should it have continued? I tend to be of the camp that I think I would have preferred it if it was done after the first season. There are things in the second season that I like a lot, and there's a lot in the second season that I really don't care for. Right. Um, so, you know, proceed with caution. Uh, some of you will love it. Some of you really may not. Um, but I think that anyone who watches the, you know, the first couple of episodes of the very first season and doesn't feel immediately grabbed. This just won't be the show for you. Um, but I, I think it is highly likely that you are going to watch that first season. And be like, wow, this is uh, this is this is such a good time. It's just so much fun. The, the you know the young actors yeah. who play these kids, uh, Finn Wolfhard, who has become you know a pretty mm-hmm. big deal recently. He's in the It movies. Uh, he plays Mike Wheeler, who is uh, sort of the leader of this friend group this group of uh, the party as yeah. they like to refer to themselves they play, they don't get invited to many parties but they are the they, party themselves they, they're the life of their own party uh Gaten Matarazzo whose name I'm sure I'm botching who plays Dustin who is uh you know he's sort of like the the big boisterous personality yeah he's sort of like I wouldn't call him the chunk I guess he's the chunk he's like, the he's a little bit of the chunk of the group I think for sure Have, saying this as the chunk of the group <laughs> I, I I feel comfortable chunks saying can that. see other chunks we, we, we chunk, see each other chunk goggles yeah on. like he would he would ha- he could rock the Hawaiian show pretty easily and he would have a great time with that. It seems like uh, we'll talk about one character in a Hawaiian shirt later on. Yes. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin who plays Lucas who I love. He's like very sarcastic. He's kind of like co-leader of the group in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. He's very alpha in his own way. Handy with a slingshot this guy. Absolutely. He found his slingshot. He's a true David. He truly is. Uh, and Noah Schnapp as uh, Will Byers, who is in a lot of ways, he's he's the heart of the series. He's the he's the subject of the first season in a lot of ways, even though he is um, he's not terribly physically present. He's sort of like the Justin Bartha of the group in terms of the in terms of like hangover comparisons yeah he's the doug i believe his name yeah, was doug. doug like that's really funny that's really really good yeah he's the justin bartha of the stranger things franchise and then of course the 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 you know sort of the if somebody was kind of like the household name of the group of kids at this point it would be millie bobby brown who mm. plays 11 uh really minted godzilla starring i just millie watched godzilla last night how uh, was it didn't like it. He was. Would you declare him king of the monsters? I mean, I guess technically, if it's what he's advertised as. But it's just, you know, there was a lot of these moments where uh, you would see like the monsters are about to fight. It's like, oh, sweet, finally the monsters are about to fight, and then like an airplane will get into the shot what? and like cover up. Like, the, like they're really keeping yet. Eh, we don't need to go down that route. I didn't like it, Mike. No, I mean, nothing will ever beat the 1998 Matthew Broderick, obviously masterpiece. We've got Hank Azaria in there. How are you going to top that? Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who is indeed in Godzilla King of the Monsters. She plays 11. And if you do not know who 11 is at this point, I'm surprised. It comes after 10. She's the one with the nosebleeds. It's not a nose joke, Mike, I swear. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, she- I would say um, the, in 2016, when Spranger Things Halloween costumes were the thing to do, if you saw people walking around in weird like pink dresses with shaved heads and nosebleeds and carrying Eggo waffles. It was 11. This is this is 11. Yeah. It's 11. It's 11. She loves she loves the Eggo waffles. Uh, so so she's great. There's a lot of other characters here as well. Winona Ryder is a main mm-hmm. character. She plays Joyce Byers. She is uh, the. Would mu- you say she steals the show? Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Winona, I apologize oh, sorry, for Winona. my co-host. I know you are listening. That was uh, ancient history. Yes, she's, uh, this is this is the the writer songs right now, and she is she is killing it. Yeah. I love seeing Veronica from Heather's really make a, a reappearance. Yeah, here. so she is Joyce Byers. She is Will's mother. She's also Jonathan Byers' mother. Jonathan Byers is one of the main characters in the teenager storyline played by Charlie Heaton. Are you going to make any other jokes about criminal activity here, Mike? No, I'm going to save it. Save it for later. Other teenagers in that storyline are uh, Natalia Dyer as Nancy Wheeler, who is uh, Mike's older sister, Finn Wolf 
Wolfhard as Mike once again, uh, and Joe Keery as Steve Harrington, the bad boy Steve Harrington, Jean Ralphio's brother, uh, <laughs> Steve Harrington, who becomes very close friends with Dustin in season two. That's a real highlight of the second season. And then one other uh, teenager to talk about here would be, uh, as we mentioned before, Dacre Montgomery as Billy Hargrove, iconic mustache, pencil thin mustache. Uh, He's got the mullet as well. uh, And he's a, he's a real jerk. He's a, he's a real jerk, but you know what? Moms can't resist him. Moms love him. He's a little bit of mom meat. Moms love him. So those are the teenagers. Again, going back to Winona Ryder as Joyce. She is uh, at the forefront of the adult storyline alongside David Harbour, a.k.a. uh, Briefly Hellboy. Yeah, New Hellboy. Uh, Briefly uh, New Hellboy. I don't think that he's going to continue to be New Hellboy would be my bet. Uh, As Chief Jim Hopper, who, uh, based on preview material we have seen, for season three does seem to be the guy who is rocking the Hawaiian shirt. He is doing his best Magnum PI cosplay and yeah. I'm living for it. Fantastic dancer. As we saw in uh season two. Yes. Yes. He's got the moves down. So hopefully they bring that to the screen. I'm, I'm hopeful because I know that like the, some of the kids as well. Uh, I know that uh, Lucas and Dustin both have like Broadway backgrounds. Right. So I'm hopeful they start to sort of like what Greg Berlanti does. In yes. fact, that he happens to cast all these musically talented actors. I hope we get a musical episode. Of That'd Stranger be fun. Things. That'd be fun. You know, I mean, one of the things that season two did do uh, to, to mix results to really a bad result in my direction. I really didn't care for it was uh, in one of the late episodes of the second season. They really veered away from the main storyline and did something that was a bit format breaking. Uh, I would be really on board with something that was, um, you know, format breaking in that kind of a fun way that you're suggesting like a musical episode could be compelling, or at least like a musical sequence could be fun. Musical episode. Don't do across the sea. Stranger things. That's basically what they did in, in season two of stranger things. I I was not a, not a, not a huge fan of that. Um, But I I think that, you know, that I, I wanted to ask you, Mike, just kind of generally what you think, of Stranger Things and I'd mm-hmm. give my thoughts as well I think I've given my thoughts is that like sometimes I love this show and sometimes I really think that it's just like it's it's really it's really upside down inside of itself uh, from, yeah. from time to time and I, I think that it would it would be wise on the show's part to, to unplug from its you know own hype and I think it can be a little hard for the show to find that gear just generally what what do you think of Stranger Things? Yeah so season one like I said I absolutely loved I'll admit I know you sort of gave the uh, disclaimer of if you check out a couple of episodes and you're really not into it back away i watched the first couple episodes when it released and i backed away at first because i really um, i'm reputable on these types of podcasts for saying i'm not a big fan of horror uh and you know when you see those first two episodes which are very scary when they introduce things i guess i had sort of gotten a bit of false advertising like if this is going to be the series i'm going to check out for it but my lovely wife convinced me to get back into it and once i got past those first couple episodes man did i fall in love with this the performances from every single perspective are out of this world. The yeah. casting did a fantastic job. And at the same time, especially in that first season, they kept things so contained enough, literally within a small town, that the mythos really built upon itself. It was a slowly revealing mystery. Season two, Stranger Things went to to the Bridges store and they said, all right, you know what? G- give me, give, give me, me bigger ones. Give me this size. I'm like, are you sure, sir? Yeah. Like, they're a little too big. I want a double XL. Yeah, don't, I'll grow into them. Don't yeah. worry. Uh-huh. I, got, I got the Emmy noms. <laughs> I'm going to grow into them. They're, they're filling, they filled out a little bit, but yeah. I will say I agree that I think they grew very large in scope, which makes sense. I mean, the, the show sold like hotcakes. It blew up. Um, and so I think they were believing a bit of their hype, much to their success and to their detriment. You talked about this on the podcast with Antonio for season two about how listening to feedback is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Double-edged sword, if you will, where sometimes you get to say, okay, you want more of this? You know, you like Steve Harrington? We'll give you more Steve Harrington. You like, uh, oh, you were doing this memeable campaign for one of the deceased characters? Great. We're going to focus the storyline on her? Right. Maybe not so much a great idea. And I could see what they were doing in terms of expanding the world expanding the roster of characters. There were some choices that I'll admit uh, I left things a bit more of a mixed bag okay. than season one. Rewatching it, because I'll admit I, I sort of left season two when I watched it with Jane Jack with like, okay, that was fine. Rewatching season two, and maybe in the larger sense of things, knowing where things are going, I realized that when the show's fires, man, does it fire. Yeah. The last two episodes particularly are so good. The action sequences and just the the general, you know, monster chase sequences are just incredibly well done the show is so good with characterization that when you throw different combinations of these people together it creates for just absolute dynamite on the screen so i do feel like even when it's at its worst the show has a lot more going for it than it does going against it 
Um, and it makes me happy for season three because the Duffer brothers did say, and you saw this at the end of season two, I think they sort of are wiping the slate clean a bit, even though we do have a ballooning ensemble right. from season two, which worries me a little bit. I think that, you know, setting it in a new season and a little bit of a new setting is a way for the Duffer brothers to say, okay, we're going to change up our expectations a bit to keep us on our toes, which makes me excited. Yeah. So, I mean, what we know about season three, it's not a lot uh, offhand, or at the very least, I, I've tried to isolate myself from knowing too, too much. You not put yourself a, in the deprivation tank? Indeed. Not not a ton in the casting department. Certainly some new additions. Uh, Maya Hawk, who is the daughter of Ethan Hawk and mm-hmm. Uma Thurman, is joining the cast. Uh, she's playing a character named Robin. Uh, there is uh, Priya Ferguson, who played Erica, who is Lucas's sister. She is going to have a bigger role in season three. She's a series regular now. Uh, a, a slight plug for my podcast, Series Regular, that you can listen to at <laughs> thr.com. Is there going to be an episode about Priya Ferguson We're now? doing Stranger Things content on, on Series Regular as well. So if you have not gotten enough of your Wiggler Stranger Things takes, you can go over to Series Regular and hear some of that stuff. Um, who else is on board? We got Jake Busey, Gary's yeah. son. Love me some Jake Gary's Busey. Son? Gary's son. Gary Indiana's son. Yes, the son of Gary Indiana himself. <laughs> Jake Busey will be joining the cast of season three of Stranger Things. And as we had already said, Mayor Klein, who is not Kevin nor Adam Klein, uh, played by Carrie Elway's uh, perhaps not as you wish, Mike, uh, but we'll see. I'm, I'm excited from the descriptions we've heard. It seems like we are veering into like the Jaws-esque sleazy politician yeah. archetype, which so makes me that excited. Could be fun. That could be fun. Because Carrie Lewis is known as like a stand-up guy, except in Saul when he had to cut his leg off. Right. But uh, I think that, you I think know, there was eventually like some like he came back and like some sort of yeah, twist. Yeah, like, was, like, was a, he, like, a bad he, like, guy or something like, like that. He, like, I, don't called, know. I think he was working with Jigsaw. Maybe. Yeah, like he got like seduced by Jigsaw and he like he couldn't he couldn't as stop. You, you can't resist those puppet eyes. Tobin Bell man he's the best uh so and it's set in the summer we know that uh it's being released in the summer for the second time but it is set in the summer for the first time uh so there's going to be some of the you know the the summer loving action mm-hmm. uh, who knows what, a blast who knows what's happening under the docks uh but i guess we're, uh, we'll see i don't think they're staying up past 10 o'clock yeah well we'll find out these kids they like to break rules so yeah, who knows? that's what i love about it as well is that like again we're not 80s kids so it's just fun to watch these kids just mike for and Stranger Things season two was like missing for two days from right. his household. His parents don't give an. It F. was a different time. It was a different time. Uh, so yeah, set in the summer, uh, the Starcourt Mall is going to be a big centerpiece. Mm-hmm. We know that uh, they've done some fun uh, little teaser campaigns about the Starcourt Mall. Uh, it looks like Steve Harrington is going to be working on an ice cream shop called Scoops, Scoops Ahoy. Ahoy. He looks like Raggedy Andy. <laughs> really unfortunate look. I know, and I feel so bad because we we heard all about Steve's like uncle jesse as hair care routine last season like i can't imagine how much of that is foiled by that little sail donald duck sailor hat he's wearing yeah i don't think it's gonna be great um mike you uh coming into this podcast you said you had some predictions that you wanted to make for season three so i'd love to i'd love to log those now all right let's log them i'm gonna start off with a big one here josh because i just want to i'm gonna throw out the lure and i'm gonna i'm gonna get your thoughts here yeah. see if you can nibble on let's it let's do it two words Time travel. Time travel. Ooh, did you see me perk up? It's like, oh. You were perking up as we speak right now. Listen, I like time travel. Um, What do you have in mind for, like, are we going into the future? No, because here's the thing. That would be fun. The the blurb for Stranger Things Season 3 specifically said, there's a lot of 1985 movies that came out that we can certainly reference that have sort of played into my predictions a bit more. But one of them they said in the blurb was, like, specifically, it posts back to the future, you know, mayhem. And so that makes me think, like, yes, you might have, you know, the kids freaking out over DeLoreans and all that stuff. But I, I got to wonder, especially since we had the introduction of, you know, some of these other superpower kids. We had Callie last season who was able to, you know, pull a, a yeah, map. What was her thing? She's like she could like warp your reality. Yeah, she was like the Matt Parkman. Yeah. You know, she was yeah. able to like manipulate your mind to make you see things that you didn't really see. A um, lot of heroes references happening on post show recaps lately with with Isaac Mendez on Big uh, Yeah, Mr. Isak. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love Mr. Isak. <laughs> so I think that uh I think that there's there's gotta be some sort of reference there. And I do wonder maybe it's eleven, you know, ascending in her powers, or maybe it's another one of these chosen children has the power to go back in time. So I'm just going to, you know, cast the net wide here to start and say that maybe there's something where like they're stuck in a dire situation. The This monster, which seems to be alluded to, it seems like we're facing a new monster in season three. This is now like a monster of the week type of thing has ripped through all these characters in the town of Hawkins. My God, how can they prevent this? Right. Going back in time. Interesting. And maybe try to to fix things or to change things up. And maybe that'll be, you know, pretend to even more grave consequences in seasons four and five moving forward. It is interesting to think about the fact that, 
you know, these guys, the Duffer brothers, have sort of scripted things out to be about a four or five season arc. They're pulling a Westworld a bit. So if you think about this as sort of the midpoint of it, what they would plan to do, I wonder if a true game changer like this could be a way to just really, you know, re reshuffle the deck. Okay, time travel on the board as one of Mike's predictions going into season three. What else do you have for me? So we saw a bit, you know, there's a lot of focus at the pool concerning that this is a summer set season. Yes, the previews have shown uh, that that Billy is rocking. Uh, he's the new lifeguard in yes. town. Yes. Um, so and I know that uh, Francesca Real, who is someone who I actually had the privilege of talking to for Parade.com, and I should have an article coming out probably around the time that you guys are listening to this, where cool. she, she talked a bit about her process getting involved with the show, how secretive uh, that audition process was, which is. So crazy. I don't think the Duffer brothers give out sides from the show. Oh, really? So she read the scene that she read was the first scene from Scream. Oh, that's funny. She read for Drew Barrymore's character. Oh, that's great. That's cool. So, and I believe that well, they know like what they need to match in terms of tone. That yeah. That's enough. And I think the kids actually all read scenes from Stand By Me. Okay. So I don't think the Duffer brothers actually give out sides. And maybe in our in our like leak laden culture, yeah. that makes sense. What's the name of this actress? Who you uh, Francesca Real. She, okay, she, so we should be concerned for her for her innards if yes. she was reading the Drew Barrymore part in. <laughs> and, her, and her name is also Heather. So okay, that's another '80s uh, reference. And also, uh, you know, you never know with these new characters that get introduced as well. Like my heart still goes out to poor Sean Astin as Bob. Oh yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> it just really still bothers I know. me. The whole Bob and Bob thing. there's a view. Yeah, um, it does big time. But I think that going on that note, so we see some some pool action going on and we do see a couple shots where, you know, I think Dr. Montgomery had said that Billy was going to be involved in a larger capacity to my chagrin just because you're I, not a big fan. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you could be. Yes, they had that really hilarious scene where he seduced Mrs. Wheeler still seems like that's a thing. But like, God, when they there's a difference between Steve Harrington, the sort of cocky, popular jerk and Billy, the sexist, racist, right. abusive person. It's really tough to dig yourself out of that hole from a writing perspective. Well, I think, you know, I think it's not the worst thing in the world to have that character on the show if they're going to be a force of, like, your negative energy. Like, if, if this is not somebody who they're going to try and redeem at all, like, if this is somebody who, like, they are going to say, like, this is, you know, one of our villains of our piece. Uh, and I think that they, they lack a little bit of, like, the, the human face of evil See, on that's this my show. question, though, is do we need that? Maybe, you know? maybe not. Maybe not. Because I felt like there were so many big supernatural threats last season between the mind flare and the stuff going on with the will and the demo dogs. Did we necessarily need... He reminded me a lot of Henry Bowers from it. But you know, it could, it, but it could be a great example. Well, that would also, you know, there's, there's, you know, leaning on the Stephen King stuff. But I, I think it could be a great person to watch get horribly butchered by some sort of monster from the Upside Down. I and mean, that's my prediction. We've lost a lot of people from uh, this show before, but like, you know, not even a lot of people. Yeah, like, I was typically, say. typically, the people we lose were sad to lose. Like, I mean, we still don't really know what happened to Matthew Modine's character. And which I'm, I'm a little again going back to heroes. I really don't want it to be like a Siler thing where it's like oh because they've shown restraint on it so far and there's been no word whatsoever on Matthew Modine's character showing up for I'd rather uh, have him be I loved his presence in in season two where he was you know thought of but not seen right because I don't necessarily know what we need more to see of him now that we have sort of quite literally opened the gate on this idea of the upside down I don't know how much we need like the big scary government guy yeah but on that note of Billy we did see him get bit by something, apparently, going off of another 1985 movie. If we're getting like a Teen Wolf thing, yeah, I think Billy becomes a monster and I think Billy gets killed. OK, I think that's a good prediction. I, I think that Billy leaving season three alive would surprise me. Uh, I agree. You know, the fact that he's in this season at all, like I would just to kind of assume that they would they would kill him off. Though I think that one of the things that I don't love about Stranger Things sometimes, and I think that it speaks to what I had said before about how I think it's it's really in its own head sometimes. I think it's just it's very precious. You know, it, treat, it treats all of its characters very precious. There's a lot of plot armor. There's a lot of plot armor. So even someone like Billy, if they just love working with Dacre Montgomery, maybe they're just like, we want to keep Billy around, even though like that character's time should clearly pass. So in theory, I really agree with you. But there's a there are some trust issues between yeah. myself and the show. <laughs> Honestly, there are some trust issues between myself and the way that this story can be told, where something that feels like it's the right thing for the story, um, it that loses the battle of what's fun to make from the from the practical reality perspective 
of the people who are who are creating this show. Right. Um, I don't know if if that sort of courtesy is extended to a character who is a, as agreeably awful as Billy. Yeah. So I I would be inclined to think that Billy would be somebody who you know if you if we were doing a death draft and we're not going to do uh, quite that we do have something planned in in the you know as our next thing. Um, I I would take him pretty high up if not number one. Yeah. Overall. Um, so I, I, I think it's a good prediction. And I think my last prediction here, uh, you know, we're looking at these new characters. We have Robin, who I think might be working with Steve. Yes, it looks like, uh, my hawk is in Raggedy Ann attire. Wow. So, so a character named Robin is working at the mall. Yes, indeed. Yes. That is exactly what we're getting into here. Um, and I think that, you know, you obviously have the involvement of, Mayor Klein. But the big question is Jake Busey as Bruce, who apparently is this investigative reporter. And I heard David Harbour reference another 80s movie that's going to be referenced here, which is Fletch. Okay. Which is the Chevy Chase film where he plays this sort of uh, investigative reporter who gets involved in sort of a man who knew too much scenario. My big prediction for Bruce's involvement in the season is that he is going to partner up with the one and only Murray played by Brett Gelman. Oh, that's right. I forgot that Brett Gelman was on the show. Uh, our resident conspiracy theorist, uh, star of one of my favorite viral videos of all time, 1000 Cats. Yes. Um, but I think that, you know, Murray was built up last season as the big conspiracy theory guy who was, you know, sort of uh, hired by Barb's family to investigate the death and worked with Jonathan and Nancy and they worked a bit too in different manners. Yeah. <laughs> he he kind of was like, the, he kind of greased those wheels in a very uncomfortable way. With lots of eggs. Yeah. He greased those wheels yes. um, and lots of vodka. But I think that, you know, the vodka gotta, was really the thing that I found <laughs> problematic to be perfectly honest. But there's, there's got to be a way for him to get involved. And I could imagine if Jake gets put on this beat to cover maybe a freak disappearance that happens at the pool or something, he would get involved with Brett Gelman's Murray. And I don't know if Murray is going to survive the season, especially if we get more government-esque shenanigans yeah. involved, but I could see an unlikely partnership between the two of them. Okay, so you're uh, what the conspiracy crusaders? Yes, conspiracy. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll call the conspiracy or, bros or like the clue crew. Yeah, conspiracy bros. I like conspiracy bros. I like got, like science. That's going to be our, gonna be our new podcast. Oh my god! I don't know. No, I, I can't. I can't take that beat away from certain people who would be very upset. Exactly. There's, there's other people who are, who are better at conspiracies than I am for sure. Uh, all right. So time travel, the death of Billy, and the conspiracy bros. Those those are your preseason predictions. And if I get th- give one throwaway sure. thing, uh, Dustin gets his first kiss. Okay, Dustin gets his first kiss. I like that because you know we we ended. It's been interesting how how fan fiction-y Stranger Things has been in terms of how much they pair off these characters. Yeah. Right? We have Mike and Eleven, we have Max and Lucas, we have Nancy and Jonathan, and we sort of uh, ended, you know, the snowball with Will was dancing with, with another girl, but Dustin, poor Dustin, was uh, left alone, and Nancy sort of gave him the pity courtesy thing by dancing with him, but I gotta feel like with Gaten Matarazzo's star rising as well, they want to give him a bit of a girlfriend. And so, you know, he's not going to be the Raj of this group for very long. Okay, I like that. All right, we are we are getting an endgame territory here. There are eight episodes, not Avengers Endgame. Uh, which, wow, is this the one are, option? Speaking of recording in the upside <laughs> down, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, we are we are getting into the end of this podcast here. Uh, a couple of quick items of business before we go. This last act that I that I would like to to perform with you, Mike. There are eight episodes here in season three of Stranger Things. The episode titles have been released. At the very least, I know that the first four episode titles that are available on Wikipedia as of this recording are correct. Uh, we are uh, we are seeing these episode titles listed out on Wikipedia. They are Chapter 1, Susie, Do You Copy? Chapter 2, The Mall Rats. Chapter 3, The Case of the Missing Lifeguard. Chapter 4, The Sauna Test. Chapter 5, The Source. Chapter 6, The Birthday. Chapter 7, The Bite. And Chapter 8, The Battle of Starcourt. Uh, Mike, on these podcasts, often what we'll do is some sort of like death draft, some sort of predictive thing mm. uh, to, to keep track of as we go. I would like to propose that we do like an episode draft where we, we go head to head for each episode, Mike, and we both give our strangest prediction possible based only on the episode title and whoever is closest to reality wins the episode. What's right. the point? I like that cuz I'm trying to remember in terms of these episode titles. I feel like some of them have been very literal. The the, the missing the dis- disappearance of Will Byers being the first episode title has been on that, but then they have like The Flea and the Acrobat. Right. They 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 have moments where like sometimes like they're really on like on the nose and other times they're where, off the face entirely. They're just like there is no face anymore. 
Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. Um, Mike, you are you are my guest here in uh, the the New York Post Show Recaps headquarters. Uh, as such, why don't you get the first pick? We're looking at Susie. Do you copy? What is your strangest prediction for Susie? Do you copy based solely on the name of the episode? So I have to go with the just the fact of who is Susie, right? We right. have a, we have a titular character named Susie. So I think that our big event to start off season three is going to be a complete red shirt. Okay. I think that Susie is going to be the new deputy in the Hawkins Police Department. I think she's going to have a little bit of like, um, a little bit of like a Francis McDormand from Fargo, like, oh, you betcha. Yeah. Type of homeliness to her. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, you know, she is going to be sent out to be on night patrol, maybe to respond to some sort of, uh, unruly, you know, noise complaint. And as a result, she gets snatched by our big bad. That is how we open season three. And of course, the titular Susie, do you copy comes in over her walkie as she's being devoured I like by whatever it. may be. All right. My prediction is Susie, do you copy is going to be a reference to the fact that Stranger Things season three is going to introduce cloning technology. Ooh. And so I'm going to advance your theory and say whoever is Susie is going to get copied and there is going to be a Susie clone created by the end of episode one. All right. So let me bring, I'll add something now on top of it. Oh my God. We're doing, we're, you're going to one up my prediction. prediction. So okay. it's going to be the entire opening act is going to be Susie in a job interview. Okay. For a relatively like pencil pusher position, maybe like a receptionist at backing up the head CPA uh, in, you know, an office building located in Hawkins. And the first question gets asked is, Susie, do you copy? Ooh, do you do copy? Okay. So because we do a lot of we do a lot of talking around here, Sue. So uh, you got to make sure you're on the up and up with okay. your what, what are your what are your WPMs? All right, I like it. But it's really it's the and then show. and then the job interviewer turns into a monster, yeah. and just takes her <laughs> under the desk. Yeah, the job interviewer is the Demogorgon, uh, just with uh, with spectacles on. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. All right, episode two is the Mall Rats. Mm. Uh, so I will get the first prediction going uh, and. I think that one feels like that's just going to be the on the nose thing, right? There's going to be there's going to be rats at the mall <laughs> at the Starcourt Mall, but I am going to go ahead and add the additional wrinkle that one of the rats will be sentient and speaking in clear English and will be uh in fact Master Splinter and Stranger Things will be revealed as a secret Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles prequel. <laughs> a backdoor pilot for yes. Teenage Mutant. Yes. Backshell pilot. Yes, and actually the the the, the four main children uh, will all be uh, oozed at some point later mm-hmm. in season three of Stranger Things, and they will become Leonardo, uh, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. See, I'm going to use this as a backdoor pilot for Kevin Smith's Mallrats Mall reboot. Uh-huh, okay. Where we're going to have, uh, <laughs> the, the entirety is going to be Ethan Suple. Uh-huh. Staring at an optical illusion mm-hmm. for fifty three minutes, yeah, and he's just going to try to guess all these types of things. And it's actually going to be it's like a shame that the schooner is not the name of uh, an episode coming up. And what's going to happen season. is it's going to be a very uh, bandersnatch like interactive thing where occasionally choices will pop up, okay, and you'll select what to do, but it'll just keep going back to him staring at the painting because it'll be like the schooner versus the pumpkin, and right. I guess he'll be like, is it a pumpkin? No, I don't think so. And then I'll just reset back to him staring at the picture. Yeah. How long until we get the interactive Stranger Things episode? That feels like that's inevitable. That feels like I feel like maybe that could be like a an entirely like maybe a holiday special. Yeah. Okay. So I have uh, secret Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot and you have secret Mallrats, Kevin Smith's Mallrats reboot. <laughs> with, inter- with interactive choices. Yeah. With with a Bandersnatch. <laughs> With a Bandersnatch splash. All right. Episode three is the case of the missing lifeguard. Mike Bloom, uh, the the wheel is yours. All right. So there is a lifeguard. This is where Francesca Reel's character, Heather, gets involved. Beginning of the episode, uh, Wayne from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> Rick, got, I'm hooked. Rick Moranis shows up with his newest invention, yeah. shrinks her down okay. accidentally to avoid any lawsuits, he puts her in a case uh-huh. and they carry around the case of the missing lifeguard right. for the entire episode as they search for her and they think the monster has taken her. Right. Okay. So my uh, my prediction is going to be that it's actually, honey, I blew up the kid. Oh, okay. Blew uh, up the baby. Yeah. Baby Holly. They blew up. They blew up. They blew up baby Holly. And so the, the missing lifeguard, I don't know what's going to happen. 
in there. Your theory is a decent one. <laughs> yes, uh, the shrinking life card is a decent theory. Yeah, but I, I think that the, the B plot in this episode is going to be that uh, that baby Holly uh, expands in size based on exposure to the upside down. So it's going to be a it's going to be a battle of the dueling. Honey, I shrunk the kids. And honey, I blew up the babies. Okay, right and I'll and I'll add on to that a little bit if we could co op this theory here that I think uh be, be- Save it for the finale. Big Holly gets into a battle with the Mind Flayer. <laughs> Big Holly versus the Mind Flayer. Very right. good. Godzilla King and the Monster All right. style. All right. Well, what's that spoil our takes for the Battle of Starcourt? Okay. So, Big Holly versus yeah, so we think that that's where it's going to go. All right. Episode four is the sauna test. Uh, and my prediction is that the, uh, the, t- <laughs> I can't even say this with a straight face. We've clearly lost the pot- plot and we're just going, uh, really, really off the wall here. Is that I, I think that there was a typo and it's, it's actually supposed to be the Shauna test. Yeah. Yes. And I think that there is uh, going to be a character named Shauna in this episode who is going to be, uh, is going to have uh, a science test that she is going to have to take. Mm. And I don't know how she's going to do. So I think that, you know, 1980s, we haven't got a lot into artificial intelligence and roboticism. I think that the new Hawkins Spa has perfected the best sauna technology <laughs> possible, but they need to understand how self-reliant it is. So they do a Turing test style called the sauna test okay. to figure out if the sauna can regulate temperature on its own. Uh, and of course, things go awry. I think someone burns to death, gets like steamed and uh, turns into, I don't know, just like a pile of a person. Okay, so we're talking goo people. We're talking goo people, not ooze people, but I think the sauna is going to turn evil. So we don't think that this is the goo that the kids could get lathered up in and then they turn into Ninja Turtles as a result. No, I think that's a little bit different. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to lather up in sauna goo and then turn into turtles. That might be one step too far. Yeah, the sauna goo, we don't want to talk about that. All right, episode five, chapter five, The Source. Mike Bloom, what is The Source going to be about? This entire thing is going to be Mr. Clark is trying to give an AV presentation the entire time he's trying to find the right source on the tv for his uh his multimedia presentation and it's just going to be similar to like a bottle episode like the ethan sue play okay because we need a little bit of a break from the sauna goo <laughs> it's just gonna be him sort of cycling through like input one input two right as he works through that multimedia card okay so he's so it's gonna be a real av club focus yeah but it's also gonna sort of be like a my dinner with andre combined with the av club Got where it. we really get to know mr clark we know he was on a hot date in season one, but we didn't get too much with season two. But we're going to find out sort of why Mr. Clark has an obsession with AV. You know, we knew about like what Joyce and Hopper and Bob did in high school. It seemed like he went to high school there as well. What dark history does he contain? And this will be all contained as he cycles through all the inputs. Okay, so my prediction for the source is I will I will go like quasi serious with this. And I will say that I think uh, we are, you know, to, to follow on the heels of your conspiracy bros theory. Mm-hmm. And we've got two people who are who are, uh, you know, we've got an investigator in Brett Gelman's character. And we've got Jake Busey, who may or may not be following a similar path that they're going to be tracking their source. Who's the source mm-hmm. of uh, of some of some key details that they are going to need in order to solve whatever crime is going on and to just add like a lather of strangeness to it it will be uh ray Zelensky is the, <laughs> is the source that they are i was gonna say our, t- our talking for. tree yes that's that is that is what they're they're looking for okay so they're they're looking for a source episode six the birthday uh will be my pick and just like, so so there will be like a monster born yeah right like that's what this is it's not going to be that like uh it's it's 11's birthday and mike forgot it's not going to be yeah, he needs to get a gift last minute. That's not what's going to happen. I mean, it could. Be, I mean, something I mean, like look, that could just, happen. Just an easy buy. Just get some egos. You know, a lot of things could be happening in one of these episodes where like, uh, you know, Hawkins is under attack and like uh, Will might be mopey the whole season. And they're like, why are you so mopey? It's like, oh, it's nothing. And then they roll around to episode six, the birthday. It's like, it was my birthday, guys. <laughs> you didn't know the whole time. But I think that like whatever like new creature we're going to see from the upside down will like be fully born in episode six so i'm saying monster birthday is my prediction for episode six and i'm sort of having a similar thing with monster birthday but quite literally where they're going to hold a party for a kid <laughs> they invite a clown played by bill skarsgård oh god finn wolfhard starts seizing on the ground because now his mind lives in multiple realities and uh-huh. now it's going to be the biggest it stranger it's thing crossover. crossover okay yeah. all right so it's a clown birthday it crossovers but i am officially writing down here mike you get to lead us off in episode seven chapter seven the bite Ooh. okay this is this is a nice down and dirty one uh this is where things get 
nice and sultry where uh, Nancy and Jonathan are Ooh. on the rocks. Oh, no. Because... Vodka on the rocks. Because uh, she bites his neck too much, and it turns out it's because she's a vampire. Okay, so Nancy's a vampire revealed in she's episode She's a Nancypire. Nancypire. That's, that's what Dustin specifically coins the term Nancypire, and it becomes trending worldwide on Facebook. Okay. I think that episode seven is going to be all about uh, the food court at the Starcourt mm. Mall, and uh, there is there is one restaurant in particular that is very sinister. There's going to be some sort of sinister restaurant shenanigans happening at the Starcourt Mall, and someone is going to get a get a bad bite, mm, of, like a bad bite to eat. Yeah, bad bite to <laughs> eat, and it's going to turn their stomach sour uh, because it's got some upside down uh, gunk on it. Oh. Talking ooze goo and gunk now. Uh, and the gunk is going to is going to overtake them, and they're going to turn into some sort of terrible thing. Oh, interesting! So they're not literally getting bitten; it's that they had a bite. It's to a bad eat. a bad bite to eat, and it's going to really come to define uh, the end game of season three. Okay, I have the final uh, the final pick to to wrap this up as we get into the the season finale, the Battle of Starcourt, Mike. Um, uh, it's Big Holly versus the Mind Flayer. Yeah, that's the big, it's like the Clegane Bowl of yeah, Stranger so Things. Big Holly, let me just jot this down and put it in ink. Big Holly <laughs> versus the Mind Flayer uh, is what we are going to get into in the Battle of Starcourt. Final prediction, Mike, for the season of Game of, uh, Game of Thrones. See, like I can't oh get it God. out of my head. Uh, it's been incepted deeply. Battle of Starcourt, Stranger Things, season three finale. What do you got? The Battle of Starcourt is going to be a custody battle. <laughs> All going to take place legally where it's the sauna technology is going to assimilate its way into the mall. Okay. Which will cause some weird, freaky, deaky things to happen. But then, you know, the inventors are going to come. The, the, the kids are going to befriend it. And the, the inventors are going to say, okay, that's our technology. And the kids will say, no, they're ours now. And so they're going to go to court with the judge played by uh well i was gonna say the judge from night court but i feel like he unfortunately passed but we'll say john larroquette okay i like that john larroquette guest role will play yes, the judge that's good and it's essentially going to be one long trial that's going to determine who gets possession of this technology and therefore the future of artificial technology and there's going to be a last minute piece of evidence submitted time by, travel by a time traveling tiny yes. Francesca Real, yes. who was able to hop through the quantum realm because she's so tiny, yes. and was able to go back in time and truly get the intellectual property. So now she owns it, uh, and then suddenly this whole thing turns out to be a story concocted by Susie for the job interview. Oh, so we go back to the red shirt. Now, is it regular Susie or Susie clone? So now it's Susie clone, okay. and then it says, "Welcome to." Upside Down Incorporated and cut to season four. Oh my God. All right. Well, we've got our predictions officially on the board here for season three of Stranger Things. Let us know how we did. (laughs) So we are not going to hear your feedback until it is far too late to assimilate them into our uh, ongoing podcasts here as we crawl through season three of Stranger Things. But to get us that feedback for our grand finale feedback show, postshowrecaps.com slash feedback is the way to do that through our email form on the website. Again, spoiler warnings in the subject lines would be greatly appreciated. You can tweet at us at postshowrecaps is the is the Twitter account for postshowrecaps. Mike is at a Mike Bloom type. I am at round Howard. Uh, Mike, before we close out, would you mind if uh, we took a final moment to thank our sponsors for this episode? Oh, absolutely. Those would be our friends over at True Car. Uh, Mike, every car comes with its share of stories. Uh, Mm. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date. You remember that one? Yeah, it was. uh, I got to admit, you know, my car was not nearly as good as a lot of these cars on Stranger Things. You know, Jonathan Byers has a pretty nice hot rod. Hopper has that fantastic pickup. Uh, so I can imagine that they had a better job picking up those first dates. They were than protecting I did. their cars better than than you were. Uh, the luxury package you got after a big promotion. How could you forget that? Or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer? Like, yeah, put a price tag on your stories. Or can you? Uh, now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and moonroof, watch as they bump up your value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. 
Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. Uh, speaking of areas, we're going to just sink deeper into the upside down. Uh, Mike and I are going to hop off of this podcast and we are going to start getting into Stranger Things season three. Uh, anything you want to talk about here as we're wrapping up the preview show? I'm really excited for a summer edition yeah. of this just because there are, you know, there, even though there's a lot of horror associated with the fall holiday, I think that, you know, summer is a time, Jaws is the first thing I can think of where there's a lot of heat and a lot of sweat involved from both the scare and the heat variety. So I'm excited to see where they go with this. I am really hopeful for season three. I think hopefully they understood some of the critiques of season two and maybe they're going back into a more interesting direction. That teaser trailer, which you and I actually it was great. watched together yes. um, when we were uh, in Fiji together. Yes. But it was, it got me sufficiently pumped. Wasn't that a great time? I mean, you just like very humble bragged the Fiji yeah. thing, but it was, it was such a good time. It was such a good time. I cannot wait for people to, couple, we're, I love these time capsule podcasts, but there's definitely be some more time capsule podcasts coming there's your There's still way. literally nothing we can say about yeah, it. Yeah, literally nothing. Soon enough, that will happen. So uh, if, you, if you're excited about that, then uh, listen to Mike and I talk about Stranger Things and who knows what might slip accidentally. <laughs> it's just really hard to say. Uh, all right, Mike, we are going to get into the Stranger Things season three premiere. Uh, you and I are about to hop into that right now. That will drop on July 4th, that podcast at postshowrecaps.com slash iTunes, if that still exists. Uh, subscribe to the show however you subscribe to podcasts. We would love your ratings and reviews as well. Uh, honest feedback uh, is what we are looking for here. Uh, very excited about the future of Post Show Recaps and very excited about this season of Stranger Things. Mike, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. 